Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe. We are back at it. And boy, oh boy, do we have quite a bit to talk about. Uh, we're going to be discussing minicamp. You know, we're going to be discussing some of the signings that we've made as well, undrafted free agent signings, guys that we brought in. Marcus May, we're going to talk about him. We're also going to talk about this schedule that the New York Jets got for the 2021 season. Whoa! It's a crazy one. (laughs) It's a crazy one. And, I mean, it's filled with, you know, (laughs) it's filled with some teams that are serious business, all right? Uh, And the way we started off is pretty interesting as well. So we have quite a bit of discussion. But listen. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. I'm hyped today. I'm telling y'all, I am hyped. I'm hyped. Salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to all the savages. For those of you that do not know, uh, if you listen to me, you know, on Blog Talk Radio, I also do a live stream while I do my radio show. So, you know, I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they're savage, you know. You can also follow me on iTunes as well at The Long Beach Joe Show. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Subscribe to your boy on there. Please give me a rating as well. Salute to everybody that does give me ratings and all the reviews that I get as well. Please continue to do that. I want to thank everybody for that. I'm also on YouTube as well. That's where I live stream on my platform. It's Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets. Go there. Subscribe. Turn on your notifications. You know what I'm saying? And follow me across my social media platforms as well. I'm also on Twitter, YoungJ000. I'm also on, you know, Long Beach Joe Show is also on there at Twitter as well. It's the Long Beach Joe. You know what I'm saying? I'm on IG as well, Long Beach Joe Zero Zero. Go, go ahead and follow your boy. You know what I'm saying? Follow me. I'm bringing you solid Jets content and solid takes, man. What I mean, what else can I do? What else can I do for you? What man? more do you want from me? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Give your boy a follow. Talk to me, man. I go back and forth with folks. I love, love talking to people about the team. And I talk about all kinds of things with people. So, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and again. Give me a follow across across my social media platform. So we're going to go ahead and get into it first. Jets had held mini camps, rookie mini camps this year. And, again, I try not to get, you know, I'm a very positive Jets fan, as everyone knows. I love this football team. I try not to get too, too high, right? But I liked what I saw. I understand they're just wearing helmets, it's shorts, it's, you know, shirts, it's nothing too crazy. Joe, you know, don't, you know, they're not in pads. They're not, you know, going out there. Listen, I like what I saw, okay? One of the things that I really liked is Zach Wilson. I really liked the way he looked out there. You know, Zach was out there ripping the ball around all over the place. His arm looks good, really good. This this kid can throw. And I talked about that. I talked about how, you know, his throwing ability was great. But, man, when you really see – it live on a, on a practice field. When you're watching the film, dude, it's insane. He's throwing the ball around crazy. Elijah Moore looks good as well. He's out there running his routes. He looks very solid. That guy looks like he can hit another gear whenever he feels like it. Just whenever he feels. It doesn't matter. 
He looked so quick, so fast. He gets out of his break so fast. He looked really good. Michael Carter was out there as well. He looked really good. But to me, one of the biggest things that came from the rookie minicamp was the discussion surrounding Zach Wilson and his, you know, him showing his teammates that he was going to be a leader early. All of his teammates talked about him and his leadership and how quickly he learns things and how he goes out there and he's already dissecting defenses and things that they're throwing at him, and he's able to learn things super-duper fast. That's huge. Because let me tell you something, and we're going to get into the schedule a little bit in a second. Against the loop, 515 is the number you can call in. Let me tell you something. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the starter. He's going to be the kid that's going to be out there, you know, going to be the face of our franchise. And he's going to be a, a rookie quarterback this year. And there are going to be teams that are going to be salivating. They can't wait to throw all these exotic looks and all these different things at him. And if he can start diagnosing things early and he can start figuring things out and he can start, you know what I'm saying, picking things apart early, that does nothing but bode well for us and our future. Because that means that this kid's going to be able to really get us going fast, get us going fast. So I like, I like a lot of the things that I heard, you know, even, even the connection that Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore are putting together, the connection that they're building, their friendship. They talk on the field. They talk off the field. That's huge. That is huge. The relationship between a quarterback and a receiver is huge for your offense. You know, you look at a lot of great quarterbacks and wide receiver tandems combos from, you know, years ago, whether it be, you know, Peyton and Marvin or, you know, any of those guys, they'll tell you that is big. You have to have a relationship. And I'm not comparing Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson, you know, to those guys, but I'm just saying you have to have that relationship there. You have to have that rapport there built in, uh, built in between your quarterback and your wide receiver. So that's huge, man. Those guys making a connection, and again, you know, he's, he's well-liked. Michael Carter even talked about, you know, Zach Wilson, how much he liked him as well. So that, that's big. So I really like what I thought of minicamps. We'll be talking about that. <clears throat> we also signed some guys as well. Uh, we were able to get a couple of our draft picks signed. Uh, Jamin Sherwood, Michael Carter, you know, the corner we got, we were able to get him signed. Jason Pinnock, Hamza Dean, that's huge. Uh, you know, Brandon Eccles, Jonathan Marshall, getting those guys in the building, getting them signed, getting them under contract, getting them going. Again, those are our fifth or sixth rounders. But those guys are going to be important, especially guys like Hamza uh, Nerzodine. Uh, he's going to be huge. And show us Sherwood. Sherwood's going to be big as well. These are guys that are going to be used in different types of looks defensively for us. So it's really big that we did that, got those guys signed there in the building. We also signed some undrafted guys as well, man. Isaiah Dunn, Jordan Peters, Chris Nagger, man, Parker Ferguson, Grant Herman, you know what I'm saying, Tristan Hodge. We also brought in Michael Dunbar. We also brought in Milo Eifler from Illinois, man. We got some guys, man, but I'll tell you one guy I really, really like, Kenny Yaboa from Ole Miss. This is a tight end, man. This is, this is a guy that's serious business. This is a guy that a lot of people are talking about, hey, could possibly push to maybe be a starter here. You know, I'm just saying, that tight end position kind of open right now. Now, I'm not sold on Chris Herndon. I don't know anyone that necessarily is. The Jets allegedly had a fourth-round grade on him. I'm just saying, 
I'm just saying. Here we go. I'm just saying. So you got Yaboa. So we brought some guys in, man. We also brought Teton Salts in as well. So we got the, got things going. Our mini camp. We're bringing guys in. We're signing our, our you know our picks. We're also getting some undrafted guys in, and then all of a sudden the talk starts going about Marcus May. We start hearing about contract talks about him. You know, Robert Sulla comes out and says, hey, they're trying to push. They're trying to actively push to make sure that they get Marcus May signed. For those of you that may not know, we all hope that Marcus May would be signed, you know, when this offseason was coming and things just did not work out. Of course, we parted ways with Jamal Adams a while ago. Everyone was like, okay, that's fine. We still got Marcus May. We still got a guy that can, you know, do everything. And what we saw this year was that he can. He was put in Jamal Adams' role. He succeeded there, but we needed him back furthermore, back in coverage, back at that, you know, typical free safety look that we saw. And let me tell you something. He did that well as well. He was constantly rated as one of the top free safeties as far as, you know, at PFF ratings. He was constantly rated high in coverage, all those things, man. So this guy was really putting in work this year, you know, voted team MVP. He was a captain. Like, this guy really put things together. Now, there was some disputes coming in. We were hoping that we would get him, you know, re-signed early. Marcus May's agent comes out, you know, social media, tries to tear the team a new one. We were all hoping that Marcus would, you know, pull the reins on on that agent. But we ended up franchising him. And now, again, they're trying to actively find a way to extend him to keep him a jet for the rest of his career. And I'm hoping that we do that. This guy made play after play after play this year. I'm talking play after play after play. What more do you want from me? So many games where he would – I mean, look at that Rams game he made plays. Look at that Raiders game that we should have won had it not been for a bad defensive call by our defensive coordinator at that time. Marcus May made huge plays in those games, huge plays. Big interception where he caught it on his back this year. That was a highlight reel stuff, highlight reel stuff. Marcus May defensively, on on the defensive side of the ball, was a standout player for the Jets. Some people say defensively he may be the best defensive player that we had last year. I'm hoping that we find some way to get him back in the building. I hope we find some way to, you know, to extend him, keep him a Jet for the rest of his career, because that does nothing but bode well for the football team. It shows guys on the team, hey, if the team values you and you, you play to the wall and you never give up and you keep pushing and you keep doing things, you play at a high level, they'll make sure that you're paid. They'll make sure that you're taken care of. They'll make sure that you're a jet for life. It also shows that locker room that if you're a leader and you come in and you give it your all, they'll take care of you. So that's huge, man. That's huge. And there's been a long time saying that the Jets have – issues keeping their own. They very rarely are able to keep a guy, especially if he plays well. Eventually he's either traded or he finds his way out of there and all this other stuff. You keep Marcus May, one of the best safeties in the league, that sends a message. That sends a message to the league as well. So that's huge. I'm hoping they get him signed. I really do hope they get him re-signed, and I hope we can keep him in there, man. It's all about culture. And this, again, is a big locker room guy, a big locker room guy. We're also going to have some schedule talk as well. Let me tell you something. I ain't going to lie to you. When I looked at the schedule, when they released it, and I saw week one 
as the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Come on, NFL. Are you serious right now? You know what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing. Come on now. Y'all starting it off with the drama. You know what I'm saying? You know we just sent Sam Darnold over there, and I wish him nothing but the best salute to him. But you know what you're doing. And I'm telling you right now, I see it coming already, and we're going to have a discussion right after this. We're going to go to the callers again, 515 Call in. I want to talk to you live on the show. You already know if Sam Darnold goes off, if Zach Wilson struggles, if we get blown away against the Carolina Panthers, boy, oh boy, there will be hell to pay. It's going to be a sad day, man. A sad day. It's going to be a very sad day. Because let me tell you, the beat writers, the fan base, they will erupt. And we already see it. This is set up right here. There's already fans saying that Zach Wilson has a ton of pressure going in going going into week one on him already. About this game. It's gonna be tough. Then we turn around, we play the Patriots week two. That's a tough game right there. Tough game. Man, Patriots. Improved football team. They're in the division as well. We play the Falcons October 10th in London. That's big. You're going overseas. Salute to all my overseas guys. Salute to all my overseas guys that call in. Salute to all the overseas folks that I speak to. All my Jets, you know, fans, or all my Jets brothers and sisters, my fellow fans that are, that are overseas. Salute to all of you. They get to see the team live. Just so many tough things about the schedule. We get an early bye in week six, then we turn around. You know what I'm saying? We got to go back and play the Patriots again. You continue forward on this schedule, man. We got a short week. We play the Bengals on the 31st, then turn around and play the Colts on the 4th. That's tough. This schedule, this season, I'm telling you, our coaching is going to be highlighted. How they prepare these guys week in and week out is going to be highlighted. We're going to see how good or bad of a coach Sulla and the rest of his staff is. We're going to see. Because there are going to be instances where they're going to have to make sure that these young guys, because we got a lot of young players. Hell, our quarterback is a rookie. We're going to see how well they're prepared for football games. Are they put in position to succeed and make plays? How quickly can you make sure that your scheme gets to these guys to a place where they can understand it so they can go out there and be efficient? This is all going to be highlighted this season. Especially, again, you're playing the Patriots early. Belichick destroys rookie quarterbacks. Destroys them. I'm telling you, he's known for it. He makes rookie quarterbacks have a long day. Long day. So we're going to talk about this. There's a lot to discuss. Oh, man. 
There's a lot to discuss. We're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We're taking all calls. Again, when you call in, please don't hang up. Call in and hang up. Call in and hang up. When you call in, I can see you, okay? I can see you. You're in a queue. I can see you. No need to do that. Just call in. Wait your time. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get right to you. Be patient. Also, salute to everyone in chat. All my savages will come to you as well. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. So I'm going to go. First caller on the line, 917. I think it's my guy, E, man. E, I'm coming directly to you, my friend. I want you to give me your thoughts, man, about minicamp and how you felt about it. What are your thoughts about what you saw out there from Zach Wilson, my friend? Joe, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing good. So, I mean, I'm doing know, all right, I don't man. really – I don't look too much into that kind of stuff because there's not that much to look into. I mean, the fact that, you know, these beat reporters are, oh, well, this rookie signed their rookie contract. Huge news. I'm like, no, that's not huge news. It was going to happen. Or, oh, he's wearing this number. I'm like, you know, it's a dead time for, for NFL news. But, you know, I've seen the clips and whatnot. And, you know, yeah, they look fine out there. You know, I, it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, I've – I'm excited what I've been hearing about Wilson, you know, his leadership traits, all that kind of stuff. That's great to hear. Mm. You know, I'm glad, you know, it's, it's time for these guys to like learn how to be teammates with one another. So that's really important. You know, the coaches staff getting comfortable with each other. I love the, the Robert Sala story about lining up at the wrong spot of the huddle. I thought that was hilarious, man. I love the guy so yeah. much, man. He's, <laughs> he's such a character, man. I love him. Especially going from, you yeah. know, Gase who was just silent to this guy. Like, it's great, man. But, yeah, I mean, there's not much to you know report on with rookie camp. You know, you just see a couple basic throws, you know, stuff like that. But you know, I, I'm excited. I'm you know, hopefully we get training camp up and running you know soon because I'm really interested in some of the position battles and stuff like that. Yeah, and and you're you're talking about that. And again, E, I want to thank you for calling in. You you talked about it quite a bit, and I understand a lot of people don't look at the situation, especially with some of the signings, and say, ah, well, these are just signings. It really doesn't matter. Hold on a second. Of course, you know, our draft picks is the guys we drafted. We, you know, we, we made sure we, we got some guys in, you know, from that, from that fifth and sixth round. But there's some undrafted guys that I think can make some noise on this roster when you talk about position battles. And that's where I think the importance of getting those guys in the building is big, especially when you look at guys like Kenny Yaboa or, or Isaiah Dunn. Listen, Kenny Yaboa is coming in at a position, a tight end position, that we all know a lot of us stand as a crapshoot. Anybody could be the starter there because I don't think any of us really feel that highly about, uh, uh, you know, Herndon at all. I don't think any of us have that much faith in Chris Herndon. Of course, they brought in Cross as well, but couldn't you see? I mean, when you look at the undrafted guys that have been signed, do you think that any of these guys could really make some noise and possibly get a starting spot on this roster? I don't think any of them are going to get a starting spot. I think, you know, you hope for them to make the roster. You know, some of them, I think Yaboa will make it. I think the corner, we gave all the guaranteed money, like beat the record. I think he'll make it. Obviously, I, I'm really hoping the kicker makes it because I can't see, you know, Sam Thicken for another year. Uh, and maybe, you know, the BYU guard, you know, Zach Wilson's familiar with him, so something like that. With um, the tight end, it's interesting. You know, I think we'll carry four tight ends. I think it'll be um, uh, Herndon. Wesco, he can be the H-back, full-back kind of role, uh, Cross, and then Yaboa, and then you, you cut Daniel Brown, cut Ryan Griffin, stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of them are going to be starters. I, I really hope they're not starters. When, when undrafted guys are your starters, you know, you're kind of having an issue. Uh, but, well, I mean, you know, we'll see, man. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen guys in the past. Robbie was able to make some noise here. There were some other guys, you know. Well, well they don't, that was they're able not to make initially starters out of camp, though. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm cool with them developing starters. But if you're relying okay. them on to be starters day one, that's what I'm saying, yeah? Okay. So I look at this situation now, and I say to myself, we talked about guys, you know, that could possibly make some noise again on the roster. I think Isaac Dunn, or Isaiah Dunn, excuse me, is a guy that could could make some noise again. That cornerback position is open as well, and they gave that guy quite a bit of cash, quite a bit of cash to come here. So I, I look at our cornerback position, and there are some question marks there, some major question marks. And so I think, again, that's a guy that can make a, can make a name here, could make some bones. I don't know if he's going to be our number one or two or nothing like that, but I definitely think he could be in the scrum, especially when we're talking about, hey, uh, that, that slot position is open too. You know, so there's quite a bit of positions open. So there's some undrafted guys that could really, you know, make an impact here in this season. But a guy that we all saw make a big-time impact last season that we were really hoping to make sure, you know what I'm saying, that we get re-signed is Marcus May, man. And, again, he's franchised, but they're, they're saying, hey, we're, we're trying to work on a deal as much as we can. When you look at the situation with Marcus May, what would be your breaking point? as far as the number-wise for him to get an extension, where would you look at and be like, hey, all right, that's enough. Either you take this or we're going to move on next season and we're not going to deal with you again. Um, Probably max $11 million, and that's even a bit on the high side. He's, he's a really good player, borderline top-10 safety, mm-hmm. probably top-10 safety. You know, He had a couple really, you know, the, the, the two interceptions he had were phenomenal. I mean, the, the butt interception, the one against Seattle was awesome. He had that one, like, really kind of fluky game against, the Bills where he was, like, got, like, two sacks or something. And then, you know, he had a couple of rough games, had an awful game against the Niners, pretty rough game against the Raiders. But, you know, he's not an elite <laughs> player, but I, I, I like Marcus May a lot. Um, you know, he's good at what you he does. You don't think Marcus May is an elite you know, player? No, he's not, he's not an elite safety compared to some of these other guys. And, I mean, for our team, he's okay. elite because, you know, he's on the Jets. But, I mean, he's not Justin Simmons. He's not a Jesse Bates, Derwin James kind of, kind of guy. I mean, he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't he's call not him an elite actually- player. Well, he's not asked to do those those same things though. When you look at the coverage though, do he's always rated near the top top you know top ten safeties in coverage easily. His coverage ability is unbelievable. I understand what you're saying. He's not like getting a, a ton of sacks like Jamal, but I think a lot of things that Marcus May does doesn't show up on the stat sheet because they aren't throwing at him much. This guy is out there shutting things down in coverage, and even when Jamal Adams was here, one of the reasons why Jamal Adams was so effective with what he was doing was because Marcus May took care of everything else. Go back yeah. and look at those seasons. That's why I tell people. Oh, I, no, I, I, I hear you, it. man, but I, I, said I just before, don't think I he's that Marcus May was the best that we had on the team even then. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a good cover safety. He's a good, you know, man, zone cover safety. I obviously got cooked against, though, with this man Breed on the Niners last year. That was kind of an outlier mm-hmm. game, though. You know, he's usually not that bad. Um, you know, he made that he missed that awful tackle against Aaron Waller, but I mean the whole team was couldn't stop that guy in the Raider game. But um uh, <laughs> that was terrible. But no, I, I like Mark. Oh. I think eleven million for him is fair. I think what is he getting on the tag right now? Like ten and a half. So I mean eleven million max yeah. and I think you can go below I mean the fact that Anthony Harris got such a low contract this year is like maybe a sign that he's not gonna make as much as he wants, you know. So I hope to get a deal done, man. Worst case scenario, you tag him again next year and then get an extension. I mean, he's on the team this year. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I hope to get a deal done, like a three-year contract, maybe like, you know, 11 mil per max or maybe a bit less than that. I'm not quite sure. Okay. 
So my next question for you is when you look at this roster, man, I feel like there's still needs here. There's still issues on this roster that a lot of people aren't really talking about. I hear some people saying that, hey, the Jets are going to make the playoffs this year. We're all good. And I still have some questions. Look, oh, no. I'm showing everybody respect. I'm showing everybody respect, okay? I'm showing everybody respect. But I've already heard that talk going around that the Jets should easily make the playoffs this year. When you look at this, when you look at this roster right now, what, what positions do you think still have holes in them? All right, corner, desperately. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm Bless Austin's number one fan. I'm just kidding. He's terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get another guy there. I'd love a Richard Sherman or a Steven Nelson on, like, a one-year contract. The backup quarterback, okay. you really need a vet in here to, you know, mentor Wilson. I don't want to sign the guy to play over Wilson. I want Wilson playing. But the backup quarterback, mm-hmm. Nick Mullins or, you know, Brian Hoyer mm-hmm. or someone like that, I'd prefer Nick Mullins, yeah. Yep. Um, so, Definitely back of quarterback. Um, you know, and there's, you know, a couple free agents out there. I think there's a couple linebackers out there. But I'd honestly rather, you know, kind of let our guys develop a bit. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe you sound like a KJ right? or I think uh, Quan Alexander is still out there. So, you know, you're going to have the – and also guys obviously get let go at, you know, camp and whatnot you can sign. But, you know, I, I think we're not we're, – we're luckily not relying on, you know, Chris Hogan and guys you pick up late in training camp. All these, you know, vets are just completely washed. So that's good. But – yeah, corner, the backup quarterback, and I think, yeah, you can definitely use another, maybe another linebacker potentially. So, yeah, but mainly another corner is just like desperate need. Yeah, and listen, you did, that was a that was a dang good answer, man. That was a great answer from you because I had, you know, kind of the same feeling about it. Give him a hand, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, and when you talked about backup quarterback, that's something that a lot of people are not talking about right now. I think a lot of people are looking at the situation like, hey, Zach's the starter, everything's good. It's like, whoa, wait a second. Why why can't we get a guy to come in and kind of help him along as well? Not start over him, but help him along. And what happens if he does get nicked up this season, you know, and maybe misses some time? Do we just float into the abyss with no one? James we Morgan, have to have baby. somebody. Yeah, I mean, salute to James Morgan. I, you know, I see him. He's a savage in the chat right now. I wish him nothing but the best. But, you know, come on. We ain't seen you, James. That's all I'm saying is we ain't seen you yet, you know. And, and you know, we haven't seen you. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah we, we ain't seen much of you during the season. So my final question for you, E, before I let you go, lines is hot. We're going to get to everybody. Again, 515-602-9639. Call in. My final question for you is when you look at this schedule, man, what was your first thought when you saw it? Like, what games stick out to you? What games are you excited about? And what games were you looking at? Like, man, why would they even put these people on our schedule? I, I'm I'm the opposite of you, man. I'm so glad they put us against Carolina Week One. That that's going to be entertaining, okay. man. And I I think we got a shot in that game. I mean, you know me. I don't think Sam Donald's all that great. And I think the, if the chance he has to be great is, you know, he's going to have to. I thought you know he might go somewhere to sit a bit. So I, I, he might be a bit rusty. He might not play great his, his first game. You know, you know he has you know some pieces in Carolina. The offensive line's still not good there. Like that, that you know that's for sure. The weapons are really good there. So I mean, I don't think you know. I think we have a shot at winning that game. And even if even if he plays well, it's literally proving my point that he needed to change the scenery. And then if he plays poorly, you know, like let's say he plays apples to apples with Zach Wilson. Well, 
when you can just say this, okay, well, we could have just. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. I said, so if he plays apples to apples with Zach Wilson, I'll just say, well, okay, then you want the rookie contract without, you know, having to pick up the fifth year option. So, I mean, I'm not worried about all this media nonsense because I, I don't watch that crap anyways. I mean, the, the, the biggest storylines for national media is like, oh, Tim Tebow with the, the Jaguars and all that, this crap that, like, no one cares about or people care about, but it's, it's nonsense. But, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't look into that stuff anymore because it's all stupid, but uh, no offense to anyone who, who likes that kind of stuff. But I'm not worried about losing, like, and, you know, so I'm excited about it, man. Uh, I'm also excited. I like seeing that they're playing in London just because there's a lot of fans overseas. You know, it's good for them to, mm-hmm. you know, catch a game in London. So that's cool. Uh, I'm interested what the stadium is. I know it's not Wembley, which is obviously like an iconic stadium in London. So I'm curious to see what that's going to yeah. be like. But, you know, it, it's cool, man. But uh, other games, you know, we we know what, what divisions we've been playing for a little bit. So, you know, we got the Texans, so that should hopefully be a win because they're terrible, obviously. Um, you know, it should be interesting with the in-division games. I think we'll probably split with Miami and New England and get swept by the Bills. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I don't think – yeah, so, I mean, considering we got swept in-division last year, uh, that's, that's quite the improvement. So, yeah, yeah. Like, look at yeah. our schedule, you know. I'm pretty excited. So yeah. It's a way easier schedule than last year, too. So, you know, we should hopefully get some wins out of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some there's some tough tough teams on here, I'll tell you, but <laughs> I think they knew exactly what they were doing week one. I really, really think they do. But listen, yeah, I gotta get videos, back to man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here we go, E. Here we go yet again with you, dude. You cannot wait to take a shot. Here we go. Hey, it's all good, if we win man. that it's game, I gotta I gotta find some yeah. Carolina Panthers talk shows to call into and just roast the crap out of Darnold. <laughs> Well, good luck with that. You know, they'll hang up quickly. You know, but listen, E, I got to get to these lines, man. So, Lucy, y'all want to thank you for calling in, man. You have yourself a good night. Yeah, have a great one, man. Oh, man. Salute to E, man. That was a heck of a call. Listen, we got we got a lot to talk about. Salute to the chat. Salute to all the savages in the chat. Salute to James Morgan. James Morgan in the chat tells me, you know, he said, listen, Joe, I'm about to light this league on fire. Okay. Okay, James. I see you. I see you, James. You're bringing the heat right now. I see you. I understand where you're coming from. But we got to see you first. Man. We got James Morgan in the chat. He says, I'm going to light this league on fire. James Morgan says, my confidence is unmatched. Okay? I respect that. But I got to see you out on the field, dog. I got to see you out on the field. Until that... There's some question marks, you know, at that backup QB spot. So we're going to keep going again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. Again, if you're watching me, no matter where you're watching me from, please give my stream a thumbs up. Also subscribe if you have not subscribed or follow wherever you're watching me from, please. You know what I'm saying? Follow my stream. Subscribe to my stream if you're on YouTube. Turn on your notifications as well. And hit that super chat if you like. For those of you that don't want to hit the super chat, no issues. You know, some people just want to hit my cash app. Please do. Cash app is on the screen. Salute to everybody. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. 845, I'm coming directly to you. This is my guy at 845. Salute hey. to you, my friend. I want to thank you. Hey, what's going on? Salute to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You already know we're restarting. When you look at this squad right now, you look at the Jets' current roster, what are some holes that you still see after this draft and after this free agency? What do you what 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 are some of the issues that you still see on this roster? 
Um, keeping it a buck, keeping it a hundred percent is really the corner, the the backup quarterback's position. I think that really needs to be addressed because I'm not. I mean, I know James Morgan the chat, you know, going off right now, but <laughs> he ain't it. No, 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 no. James like that. He's letting you know, yo, I'm here to stay. I'm ready to go. He told you his confidence <laughs> is unmatched. He's ready to light this place up. Why okay. do you hate Morgan so much, man? Come on, man. Okay, Come okay, on, man. James. Okay, James. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> but, but my thing is, is, look, I hear what you're saying. And again, I want to thank you for calling in, but I hear you saying the backup quarterback position. Yeah, there's some question marks there. But you don't have any question marks about this cornerback position? You don't have any question marks um, about no, no, this no, tight end? No. I was going to get to that, but I want okay, the, go ahead, the go back ahead. Quarter, quarterback position addressed first. I mean, that's number one for me, um, considering, you know, stuff that happens last year. With, you know, quarterbacks get injured all the time. but And also the mentor, Zach Wilson, as everybody mentioned. Um, however, cornerback, I mean, we we have Bless Austin. We have Bryce Hall, who I think Bryce has some skill, um, and mm-hmm. he could be a starter long-term. And then we have Michael Carter and a bunch of other guys that we are like uh, that we that we are like giving them a shot, you know. So when and yeah. I, I know you mentioned earlier Isaiah Dunn, yo, I haven't been able to find any Isaiah Dunn highlights clips, but for some reason he's the highest paid undrafted free agency. I'm like, why? I don't know where he yeah. came from. Yeah, so like I need to find more. I need to find out why this guy's so high paid, and I haven't found it. I need to see his highlights. I don't know what he got. I don't know what he does. So I'm still on, on the fence about him. But um, honestly, one signing I really want, and we talked about this in the past, I want Richard Sherman. I want Richard Sherman to be in the green and white for a year or two with Robert Sala and with the defense that he ran in San Francisco and really coach these guys up. On the in the secondary on how to run it effectively because he you know he's gone mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl in this in this scheme so why would he be perfect to come here and say listen guys you want to be successful this is how you do it yeah yeah no look I, and I hear you you know I I'm a guy that I still look at Sherman and I'm wondering why we haven't brought him in either uh, I know Salas Salas uh, Coach Salas has been um, asked about that as well and he said you know hey you know it, it, he. He wouldn't mind it, but he's not pressing the issue. You know, it's all up to Joe Douglas. Yeah. But I think Sherman would definitely be a guy that we can bring in here and have him be effective. Again, he's not oh, a guy yeah. that we want for the By long haul. You know what I'm saying? Well, of course, we all know that. He's not going to be here. He's not going to be our starting corner for the next 10 years. But a good one, two-year nah, yeah. year deal to help help these young guys, coach them up, and then, you know, we move on from them, and whoever is behind them can step up and – to that place. I, I like that move. But what are your thoughts about and by the way, Because by the way, a lot of people are saying maybe we I should bring Kool back. How do you feel about that? By the way, real quick, I want to shout out Marcus May because the, the last caller was kind of like, uh, he's not elite. <laughs> Come on, bro. Get out of here, man. Marcus May. And here's what I've got to tell you, you Jets fans, real quick. When we have homegrown Jets fans that are good players, we tend to discredit them because it's Jets. And I don't like that. Like, Robbie Anderson, oh, he's not a number one. He's not a number one. 
he leaves the Jets, and it's like, oh, man, we could have re-signed him. Like, what? How, you can't have it both ways. So you either appreciate them while we're here or, or you know, they're going to be gone. Marcus Way is bona fide elite free safety. I don't know who, 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 what games he was watching, but he was literally our best player every single game last year. And if you, even if you want to go back two years, he was probably our best player in most of those games too. So um, keeping it real, you know, um, you mentioned you said you said Bryce Hall. Uh, yeah, let, let me give you your flowers first off. Give me my hand. Give me my hand for that. Hey. You know, salute to you. Here we, you know, we embrace debate here on the Long Beach Joe Show, and you, you know, you spoke your mind. You said, "Listen, yeah. I'm taking a stand for Marcus May." You know, you, you think that, like you said, we should appreciate these players while they're here because they're good players, and I do think that as well. I talked a little bit about, you know, possibly bringing back Poole, though. What are your thoughts about that? I'm going to ask you a question oh, after cool. that as well. Uh, what are your thoughts about bringing back Poole? Because we talked about Richard Sherman, but would Poole be an option still in your mind for you? I mean, Poole's all right. Like, he's cool. I mean, I think that with Poole, he's a good slot corner. If we have somebody that stands out, in, uh, in training camp, then Poole, unfortunately, is losing his spot. We're running a different mm-hmm. defense. You know? So um, when Robert, what Robert Saul is trying to do, I trust his vision. You know? And if he sees some guys out there that, he, that he are talented and versatile and he wants to put them out there on the slot and do some damage, then cool. What I see what he's done is he's got a lot of versatile um, players. You know, we got, you know, um, Sherwood, um, Nazarel Dean, and those guys can go into linebacker. Those guys can go into the slot. Those guys can move around, and you can disguise a lot of things. Like, he's kind of, like, scheming things towards where the NFL is going, and he drafted based upon that. So, with that being said, it kind of devalues Brian Poole's uh, va- uh, value in my eyes for this team. Not that he's a bad player or that he, you know, shouldn't be on the team or anything, but if we got to pay you a new contract – rather than have a rookie come out there and, and, and you know, put on maybe uh, as good of a performance or even better, then maybe it's best to let him move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I, you know, like I said, I hear you there. There's quite a bit of takes to be had. But when you go back, because I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Marcus May, because you gave a scorching take right there. What, for you, what is, like, your, your cap for him? What is the most that you would give him per year in the deal? Because that's where a lot of people are talking to me, because I've had discussions with multiple Jets fans, and they say, hey, listen, we like the guy, but some people aren't willing to pay him over $9 million a year. There's some, there's some Jets fans that are saying that. For you, yearly, where do you, where do you have set your cap at for him? Man, he's been the captain. Uh, we just got rid of Sam. He's probably like one of our highest, our, our longest tenured players on a team. Just pay him whatever he wants. I'm not a big, I'm not a big cap guy. But okay. for the value that he's going to offer this team and for some stability, some veteranship as a Jet, I think it's it's worth it to give him a couple extra two million, three million on top of what you know you expect, uh, maybe two million, not to say three, but like you know on what you expect because not only is he elite, I'll say that again, but he is genuinely a good guy and a good leader. So I I think it's worth it to keep him on the team. So pay the guy whatever he wants because honestly, there is nobody on this team that we're paying. Uh, that has been around other than C.J. Mosley, which he really hasn't played at all. You know, so, like, just pay him. Just pay him, guys. I just, whatever you want, whatever you want, give it, give it to him. <laughs> like, I'm at that point okay. with Marcus Smith. 
Okay, okay. So when you look at the situation Obviously, here, be like you know negotiation, but keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I, you know I like to negotiate. As for me, I fall in between that eleven and twelve million dollar range per year. That's where I think we can get them. You know, I, I'd I'd touch that thirteen million if it took that. I would do that, but I like that eleven to twelve million dollar a year range per year range for him. And I, you know, I think that would do, be really good for us. Get him signed, keep him a jet for the rest of his career, you know, and really show that hey, we're a different team. It's a different culture. It's a different type of organization. We run things differently, and we're going to make sure that guys are taken care of if they play to the wall. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what I'm all about. Make sure that good players stay in green. You know what I'm saying? Stay in green. But speaking of guy that's in green, man, you look at the situation with Zach Wilson, mini camp. I know a lot of people don't put, put you know, too much into it. And I understand they're just out there in shorts. They're not playing opposing defenses, all these things. But when you look at this situation, there's so many positive things being said about Zach Wilson, so many positive, you know, moments between him and Elijah Moore. What are your thoughts about the rapport that they're building with each other? What are your thoughts about the relationship that they're building on and off the field? Um, that's good. Obviously, that's a positive. But let's let's keep it real, man. This is the honeymoon stage for all the rookie quarterbacks. So you go to any rookie yeah. quarterback and read what they're talking about. Oh, my God, this guy is such a great leader. Oh, my God, this guy throws mm-hmm. the ball, tight spiral release. Oh, my God, it's going to be that right now. Everybody's saying the same thing. So, like, well, he's such a leader. You know, like, I get it. Like, VA, they're all leaders. You know, they've been playing quarterback for so um since they're some of them since they're, you know, hella young. So at this point, I'm just going to, like, say, uh, wait and see. And, and and prove it on the field because right now we got Carolina week one, right? We're winning that game. Yeah. I'm going to call it right now. We're winning that game. Uh, and I don't care who – a lot of Jets fans are like, oh, Sam. Here Jones, we go. 300 yards on us. Sam, all right, let's see Sam do it. Let's see Carolina do that. All right. I know they're a good team. I know. But I think with this team and Robert Sala and the energy that he brings to this team, they're not laying down for nobody. So I, okay. I, he said it's going to be baptism by fire. And I love that phrase. Baptism Bible. Go, let, let the young guys go out there and say, "Yo, show them what, what, what why you're why you're an NFL starter." You know. So when it comes down to it, Zach, I feel like he's gonna gonna ball out. I think I think Zach Wilson is gonna surprise a lot of people this year. I honestly, even with you know it being rookie minicamp and all that stuff, and it not don't not taking it too seriously, I do see something different in that kid than Sam. And I do think he's going to stun a lot of people this year in a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't win all, all the games, he's going to show that he has super supreme talent. Um, so when it comes down to it, uh, week one, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers, let's go Jets. We're going to, we're going to win that game. That. Okay, so yeah, well, let, let's go to the schedule because we were just getting into that. So you look at the situation, like you said, week one, you feel like it's an easy take. You know, we're going to go in there and beat up on the Panthers. But then you face the Patriots week two. What are your thoughts about that game? We're playing them pretty early. Well, I know it's easy to beat the Panthers. They're they're a difficult team, but we're gonna win. I think we're gonna win that game. For the for Patriots, okay. um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a task. They just find hella people on free free agency overpaid a ton. But apparently, when New England overpays, they're geniuses. When the Jets used to overpay, oh my God, they're such a bad franchise. You know, you know the narratives they tell. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes down to it, um, like you said, I think you mentioned it. Bill Belichick Bill, Bill is going to try to embarrass Zach Wilson. He's going to try to – he tries to embarrass his Jets all the time. He's going to try to make him um, uh, look, look bad, you know, whether it's setting pressure, whether it's disguising coverages. 
he's going to do what he's got to do, and he's a great defensive coach. He's a great coach, period. So we'll see where it goes. You know, I'm not counting us out. I'm more of an optimistic Jets fan, but I will say this. That game, if I was going to have to choose, we might take an L. Oh, okay, okay. Now, for me, there's other games on this schedule that I look at that I feel like a lot of people are not talking about that I think are going to be tough games as well. Our matchup with the Titans, that's a really good football team. Like, that's a really good football team. And for me, uh, it's going to be a test. I I think we're going to be tested all throughout the season. But there are certain games, again, uh, you know, the Patriots game I think we're tested. Going into, you know, the Colts right after playing the Bengals, you know, having a couple days to prepare for the Colts on a short week, even that Bills game. But there's teams that are going to test us that are going to really show, okay, where are we at? We we just kind of, you know, revamped a little bit of our defensive line. Everybody's excited about it. There's been tweets and, you know, all kind of things said left and right that a lot of people feel like the Jets have the best defensive line in the league or one of the best defensive lines in the league. When, when, you, pace, when you face the Titans, you're going to know whether your defensive line can handle business or not because they got a battering ram in Derrick Henry that is serious business. They run the football, and I'm talking about they run the football first. And they are a team that if you cannot slow that down, you will get used and abused. And I think that that's one of the teams that I look at and say to myself, hey, this is going to be yet another test, and it's going to show coaching ability. All throughout this year, we're going to be tested as far as our coaching ability as well. Hey, how, how well can Sulla and the rest of this you know, staff, LaFleur, all these guys, how well can you prepare this team on a weekly basis? How well can you prepare these young players? You know, some of them in their first years that are going to be in big-time roles, how can you prepare these young players on a weekly basis? So for me, that's what's going to be highlighted this season is going to be coaching. Coaching is, is what we're going to see. Can you make sure that this team is on the up and up? Can you make sure that they don't come out and just, you know, wet the bed or come out flat like we used to see against, you know, uh, how we used to see with our former coaches like Gaze or even Todd Bowles where he would have teams come out on the road and they would be completely flat and wouldn't get it done. So give me your thoughts on that, man. No, I'm glad you brought it up, man. The Titans are, are the real deal. You know, they were, they, they, they're, they're a consistent playoff contender, uh, especially with that battering rim to Derrick Henry back there. He's a freak of nature. There's no player in the league like that guy. So when you're defending Ooh. against that guy, um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you know, I, to be honest, I don't know what, what our – I don't know what our defense is going to look like. <laughs> on top of that, even when we find out, you know, before that game what our defense looks like, we don't know how it's going to look like against Derrick Henry. You know, he can embarrass mm-hmm. people. So um, I'm not going to – Cut the Titans short and say we got it. We got a dub, dub over there. But I will say that that, that um, you know it's not impossible. Derrick Henry has been stopped, uh, but mm-hmm. it's hard to stop him. You know, so when it comes down to it, like you said, it's going to be a test. You know, our, like, can we tackle? Can we? Can we? Can we understand? The, you know, the the, uh, the 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 blocking schemes that they're going to have. Our defensive line will be tested. Like you said, that that yeah. defensive line. I know we got Shelvin Rankin. Shelvin Rankin is one of the best run block run, um, you know, run stuffers in the league, uh, and that's a good that's a good addition. You know, uh, Florenzo Fatukasi, he's great at that too as well. So we have players outside of Quinn Williams and Carl Lawson that can handle the run. So we'll see. We, you know, we'll see what happens. I can't say because it's such a question mark right now with this, everything yeah. changing with the Jets. Every, literally everything is changing in this organization. So to, yeah. to prognosticate a lot of these games is going to be a task. Uh, only one that I'm going to put my, my stamp on is a W in the first week, really, and I'm going to mm. say we're going to see what okay. after that. 
Okay, look, I, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for that because, you know, we're all Jets fans. We all love the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, listen, man, this was a fire call from you. I got to get back to the rest of these lines. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too. Good night. Take care and go Jets. That's what I'm talking about. Go Jets. Yes. Listen, my guy called in and he had nothing but fire. Nothing but fire. I want to talk to people about this schedule, man. There's a lot to talk about. I think there's some games in here that people are not discussing, and they thinking, hey, like I said, I've already heard people saying the Jets are going to cruise to a playoff first this year. I've already heard it. I've heard people say it's going to be easy peasy. Don't matter. Jets should easily make the playoffs this year. Okay. I'm just saying I look at this schedule, and, you know, I'm not a guy that's afraid. You know, I, I, I don't coward or nothing. But there are some tough teams on this schedule. And we got some young players at some big positions. You know, our quarterback is a full-blown rookie. We all know that. You know, the growing pains, the learning pains, all that stuff, can this coaching staff minimize that? That's going to be highlighted this season. It's going to be highlighted, I'm telling you. Just like we've seen in the past, if you don't have the right coach or if if your coaches can't help and get guys together, you'll see that on the field. You'll see issues. So we're going to keep going again. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639, call in. That is the number to the show. Don't call on the hang-up, call on the hang-up. I can see you. You know what I'm saying? Just call in, wait your time, and we will get to you. Again, please hit the super chat if you like to. If you don't want to hit the super chat, please hit my cash app. It's right there on the screen. Salute to all the savages in the, in the chat as well. You want to know why I call them savages? Because they're savage. My chat gets after it, man. They don't give a damn who you are. They don't like your take. They're getting after you too. Salute to Mr. NY Jets FL. He says, I am interested in these hybrid safeties and seeing what they can develop into. You know what? That's a great point as well, Mr. NY. That's a great point. Sherwood, Nezrodine, those two guys, a lot of people are really saying, hey, they got something in those two guys, man. Those guys being brought in and put in Sulla's system, and we've seen in the past Sulla be able to take players with the Niners that a lot of people were like, "Uh, we don't really know what to do with this guy. We don't know where he fits at. And he was able to put them in position within his system to really be successful. You know, he plays a lot of hit-and-run linebackers. That's what he says. These guys are hit-and-run backers. We're going to put them here. We're going to put them there. I also want to see how they're utilizing coverage as well because, again, they were safeties. You know, so we're going to see what happens there. So salute to Mr. NYFL. We still got James Morgan in the chat. He is going off. He wants to let the entire Jet fandom know he's here to stay. And even though you may not have faith in him, he has faith in himself, and he's going to show you this year that he's the real deal. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He's the real deal. He's saying he's on fire. He's saying I'm the real deal. James Morgan in the chat, salute to him, the savage. Mr. Morgan, straight from the practice field says, I am the perfect quarterback on and off the field. There was a reason why I was a team captain my first season after transferring. He's letting you know, I'm going to make my mark. I'm going to make my mark. That's what he's saying. Salute to Mr. Morgan. Thank you for checking in with us. Please stay in the chat. Please keep letting us know. Are you going to fill out this backup role this year? Is it going to be you? Because if you ask a lot of Jets fans, they have question marks. If you ask a lot of Jets fans, hey, 
Do we have a backup plan? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. To the no, no, no. That's what they're saying right now. That's what they're saying. But I understand. You have faith in yourself. We'll see. <clears throat> we got to see you on the field, my man. We've got to see you. Randy reverting the chat. Salute to him as well. Randy says Elijah Moore and Wilson are going to be fire in this league. Yeah. They're building the connection. They're building the connection. And I'm just, I want to see it continue. Keep this momentum, keep these positive vibes going into, you know what I'm saying, going into OTAs, going into preseason. We need more of it. James Morgan chimed back in. He says, I'm just focused on balling out. Yeah. Stay focused, my friend. So we're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. I want to hear from everybody. Salutes to the chat. We'll come to you folks as well. I'm going to get to my lines, man. My guy Steve is on the line right now, and I got to hear from Steve, man. Steve, salute to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, man, give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson right now, all the positive things that we're hearing about him from players that he's playing with, from Michael Carter to Elijah Moore. What are your thoughts about some of the things we're hearing about his leadership early at this point, that he's already showed up to camp, the the, the rookie meeting camp they had, and and was absolutely displaying his leadership ability? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, thank you for having me on your show again tonight. It's always great to talk to you. No, let let me tell you something. Uh, You know, I was really, really, really concerned about what would happen with Zach Wilson Cause you know, cause I remember at times when he was in school that he did have a little bit of an attitude. But I'll tell you something, he he he's taking it really well. And let me tell you something, what I've seen him do in in his in his rookie mini camp, it's unbelievable what he does. I'm already loving the connection that he's having with Elijah Moore. I mean, I know he's also going to work with the other veteran receivers we have, you know, with Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder, a little bit of Braxton Berrios, you know, when they come along, you know, with, yep. before the season begins. But I'll tell you something, Joe. It, 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 this, this is great. Uh, it, this is great. And if you're not a Jets fan and if, you, and if you're excited right now, you got to be excited with where the team is going. Now, now, I mean, obviously we got more things to talk about, but right now it just feels great for where this team is going. Yeah, Steve is already calling in with the fire. Love the positivity that you're bringing to the line, Steve. Now, when you look at this situation, I look at this team, and there's people saying, hey, this roster's perfect, everything's good. But I still feel like there are some holes here. I do. I feel like there's a couple holes in the roster. When you look at this roster right now, what, 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 what positions concern you at this point still? Even though we've had the draft, we have free agency, what, what positions you, do you look at and go, eh, I don't know if this is, this is correct. I think we still need some guys there. Uh, yeah, no, good point. I mean, listen, I really like where our defense is at now. The only thing that is a concern about our defense is the cornerback position. The cornerback mm. position, I think, is the position that I'm a little bit worried about. And I think what the Jets need to do is, like, before training camp begins in July – we need to sign a veteran corner. We got to sign like a Richard Sherman or a Steven Nelson. But the mm. thing is, though, I am hearing, though, that Richard Sherman does want to stay out west. 
I don't know if he wants to come to the East. The only way he'll come to the Jets is if he wants to play for Robert Sala. I know I have been hearing that Sala does want to try to get Sherman in the building, but the mm-hmm. thing is, like, I, I, I'm just not 100% sure it's going to happen. But, but the thing is, we need a veteran corner to teach these young corners, like, how to play. And I think having Richard Sherman or Steven Nelson would be really big. Um, as for the offensive side of the ball, you know, listen, we do need a backup quarterback for, for Zach. I don't know anything too much about James Morgan or, like, whatever the other quarterback we have on the team. It's just we, we need a veteran to, to mentor Zach Wilson. Now, another thing is now the offensive line I'm 50-50 with. Yes, we did make improvements with the offensive line definitely during the draft when, you know, when we, when we traded up to get Elijah Barrett Tucker. I just still think that there are still need some things, things with, that, with that position. But when I'm looking at this team right now, I think this team is going to definitely be better this year than it was last year. We're definitely going to have a better record. Right now, though, Joe, here is the thing about with this team right now. We're definitely in the right direction. I just don't think that we're ready yet. I just don't think we're ready yet. And the reason why is is because we're very young. The Jets have the second youngest team in the NFL going into this season this year. I just don't think right now we're not ready yet. Now, I'm not going to give a record prediction just yet. I'm probably going to wait until, like, August or September before the season begins. I just don't think, Joe, right now that we're at that level just yet. Yeah. No, listen, Stephen, I'm right there with you. I've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, playoff talk already. I'm telling you. I've heard uh, some fans already saying. You're talking about playoffs? You're kidding listen, me. Huh? Playoffs? <laughs> Listen, I've already heard it. I've already heard it. And, you know, I I just tell them, hey, listen. You're smoking crack. Stop. (laughs) You know, I'm saying everybody just calm down. You know what I mean? Calm down, everybody. I respect everybody. But, you know, I don't think we should be talking playoffs, at least not, you know, this early, not this year, okay? We still got some time. We haven't even made it to training camp, but we're talking about the playoffs already? I mean, come on, I'm I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, there's there's fans out there that are saying those things, but – what you talked about with this roster, you know, Steve, I agree with you quite a bit. I look at the situation as well, and I think a lot of people aren't talking about that other guard spot on our offensive line, too. Like you said, backup QB. You know, we got James Morgan in the chat. He's going off. But, hey, there's still questions there. We haven't seen him on the field yet, and we haven't seen, you know, anybody really step up. I think there's some, you know, backup quarterbacks as well in this league that we could be looking at, too, that could come in and, and make an impact here, maybe Barkley Hoyer could be a guy that we could bring into something like that just to help, you know, Zach Wilson along is also, and also if Zach Wilson does go down and maybe he misses a game or two, we have a better hand that we can go to that can still come in and keep the team afloat. So I think that would be big as well. And the cornerback position for me is a, is a concern too. You brought up Richard Sherman. I talked about Brian Poole earlier as well in the show, possibly bringing him back, but you know, there's still some, some, some stuff to be desired there. Cause I'm not the biggest blessed Austin fan. I'll be completely honest with you. He really, you know, had some questionable games last year, and you, you had to wonder, hey, where exactly, you know, are we going to be with him? So I look at that situation, and you answered that question very, very, very good, Steve. You always bring the fire. Now, my next question for you is, you look at this situation with Marcus May, and there's people out there that are saying, hey, we should not try to re-sign this guy. You know, not really interested in, 
and, and, and making sure that Marcus May stays a Jet. What do you say to those people that say that we should move on from Marcus May after this season? To me, Marcus May deserves a contract extension. He is a leader, and, and, and honestly, last year, he was probably our best defensive. Him and Quentin, Quentin Williams were our two best defensive players on the defense last year. No, no. Marcus May, now listen, is Marcus May the best safety in the league? No, but he, he probably is, is, a, is a position that he is a player that I think that we should sign long-term. I mean, the thing is, like, I know the goal is, is that we want to try to sign him long-term, you know, right before, you know, training camp begins. But the thing is, though, I, I do think he deserves to stay. But, you know, the other thing I really wanted to get into, into talking with you tonight, Joe, is definitely about our schedule because there are some things I would like to say about the schedule. Oh, man, let's talk about it, Steve. Let's go ahead and get right into it because let me tell you something. I, 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 Here we go. So I look at week one, Steve, and I say, wow, you're going to put the Jets right at the Panthers week one. You already know the drama that you're trying to create in NFL. What are your thoughts about that week one game, Steve? Yeah, no, let me tell you, Joe. I, the night before the schedule came out, when I went to bed, I was saying to myself, that we're going to open the season against Carolina. The NFL is going to let the Jets play the Panthers the first game of the year. You know what? Listen, mm. listen. I have said this before. It is going to be hard to root against Sam. Like, this is going to be the first time that we're going to have to root against Sam. But no matter what happens in that game, Sam Darnold will always have a very special place in my heart. He will always have a place in my heart, no matter what happens to him. And I want him to do very well. I mean, I don't want him to do well against us the first week of the season when we play him. But, you know, I want him to do well. Now, as I look at this schedule, Joe, I'm going to tell you something right now. I do like the schedule a lot this year that the Jets have. And I'm going to tell you why. This year, the New York Jets really don't have back-to-back road games this year. I mean, we had, we had them a, a, quite a few times last year when we had the back-to-back road games. Like, here's, like, cause here's an example. Now, um, obviously the one time that we do have the back-to-back is when we have to go to London to play the Falcons, but then the following week we have the bye in week six, and then we got to go to Foxborough in week seven. But I'm going to tell you something right now. This schedule is definitely not as do have some tough opponents um, on their schedule. I mean, obviously when you play your division, when you um, – and I mean – Someone mentioned about the game against Tennessee. Like, yes, we are at home that game, which kind of gives us an advantage. But, you know, Tennessee was the AFC South champions last year. I mean, listen, right now, you just got to see what these teams are like. You got to see what these teams are like. I mean, because the thing is, you just just don't know what's going to happen, you know, when training camp comes around. You're like, oh, this team's going to be good. And guess what? Your best player is done for the year, tears his ACL in camp. Yeah, you know, look, you got a point there, Steve, but if we're just going off of, you know, the rosters that we have now, right, if, if that's what, just where we're going off of, I think this is a very tough schedule. And, you know, I look at the situation, especially the week where, you know, we play the Bengals on the 31st and then we turn around on the 4th of November and play the Colts. You know, we're going to be tested as well because there's a lot of really good quarterbacks, you know, that we're going to play this year. Really good ones. 
you know, the the, the Falcons got solid guys. Uh, again, the, you know, we, we know the Patriots are going to – they're going to have their stuff put together. The Bengals with Joe Burrow. You turn around, then you're playing Carson Wentz, a guy building back up. Then you turn around and you play the Bills, you know what I'm saying, with, with Josh Allen and that that defense that is just completely ridiculous. They just added two pass rushers in draft. So I think that this is a tough schedule, but I'm not afraid. I just know that we're going to be tested. And I think a big thing that is going to be is going to be highlighted this year, and it's going to be exposed, is our coaching, Steve. I think our coaching is going to be put on front street because if we cannot get it done, if they cannot prepare these young players on a weekly basis to, you know, go out there and do their thing, it's go- we're going to see it. If, if they're coming out and they, they start out flat like we used to see with Todd Bowles where he couldn't get them prepared and get going on the road, we're going to see it. And these teams are going to – they're going to blow our brakes off. If, if we do not make sure that we come out with some type of fire and try to start fast offensively as well, we're going to get the brakes beat off of us. Absolutely, with a lot of these because they're yeah. a lot of really good football. You know what I'm saying? So what are your thoughts about that, Steve, how our coaching is going to be tested this year against these really good football teams? So here is the thing about this, Joe. You know, mm-hmm. when I look at this, when I look at the situation, I think Robert Sala is going to get the team ready. Because mm-hmm. remember, Robert Sala is not a soft coach like Todd Bowles was. And listen, Adam Gates was just an idiot and didn't know how to coach football, okay? But, you know, the thing is, when I look at the situation, Joe, I, I think what's going to happen is I think Robert Sala is going to prepare them for any game. Because I'll tell you one mm. thing, Robert Sala is not that kind of a coach that's going to be like all like nice and stuff to you if you make a mistake. No, I've seen it before when, 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 when there have been where, – where I remember in the past when the 49ers on the defense made a lot of bad decisions in the past. I remember Robert Sala, when the team would come back to the bench, he would get right into the players' faces, and I've seen him, him do it before. But the yeah. thing is, though, about about Sala, though, is that I think he is going to get this team prepared. And let me tell you, I have a lot of trust in him. You know, and, and, and now, Joe, there is another thing I, I do like about our schedule when you look at this. Now, after, you know, when we have the Bengals in week eight and we got to go on that short week to Indianapolis, listen – that game will definitely be tough on Thursday night, especially when we play the Colts in Indy. That game is going to be very tough. I'm going to tell you that right now. Another game mm-hmm. that's also going to be tough for the Jets in week three, when they go out to Denver to play the Broncos in Mile High Stadium. Listen, I yeah. know the Broncos have not been a good for the last few years, but whenever when you play the Broncos in, in Mile High Stadium, Joe, they are a better yep. team when you play them at home. But another yeah. thing is, though, you got to deal the with schedule. those elements too about mile high as well. You got to deal with the elements. A lot of people struggle, you know, going up there and playing because that air is so thin. Go ahead. Yeah, but, but now looking at the second half of the schedule, after we play Indianapolis, this is what I like about the Jets' schedule. You know, we have the two games at home against the Bills and the Dolphins. We then go on the road to play Houston. We come back for two home games, and we play Philadelphia, New Orleans. We go on the road to play Miami week 15, and then another two home games, 16 and 17, against Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, and end the season on the road. See, that is something that I like what the Jets have this year, is that they get two games in a row at home and then one game on the road after that. That's something that I really like about our schedule. Like, Technically, if we didn't have to go to London, 
The only really far place this year we would have had traveled would have been to Denver. But let me ask you this, yeah. Joe. Are you excited mm-hmm. about the Jets playing in London this year again? That's that's what I was going to actually see. I am, and I'm excited for the overseas, you know, fans. I'm so excited. My fellow brothers and sisters over there in the U.K. and everybody over can go and watch that game live. I love hey, that. Joe. I love Hey, Joe, I love listen, here's them, a joke you know, for having you. Discussions with, hold on a second, Steve. I love having discussions with them about this football team and them being able to go see that, go see the green and enjoy themselves the same way, you know, that I was doing when I go out to the stadium and watch them in MetLife. I think that's a beautiful thing. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, but now, Joe, here's the thing, because that game's going to start 930 Eastern time, which is going to be 630 your time. You're going to have to wake up at the crack of dawn. Make sure you have three cups of coffee with you on the, on the morning of that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, it's going to be – I'm not – usually I'll be sleeping. You know, you know, usually I'll be sleeping. <laughs> You're not a coffee you know. drinker? No, no, I'm not, Steve. I'm just going to have to be up if I'm – you know, if we if I am able to do that game, if I'm not, you know, off taking care of business like I usually am, yeah. It's going to be – it's going to be rough. But we're going to get through it, you know what I'm saying, because we're going to be watching the green. So that's what it's going to be all about. But I'm excited. So my final question for you, though, Steve, because we talked about the schedule. You talked about a lot of the matchups that we had. What are your thoughts about our week six bye? Because that's pretty early. That's pretty early in the season. Yeah, no, here was the thing. Yeah, I am. As soon as when I found out we were going to London this year, I knew we were Mm -hmm. going to get the bye week the week after. And the thing is, Joe, the the best time to usually have the bye week is in the middle Mm -hmm. of the season. I mean, last year we had our bye week, week 10, which was a good week to have a bye, but unfortunately we were already out of it. We were already out of it. See, and that's going to yeah. be the thing about having the week six by. Unfortunately, that is going to suck, unfortunately. Because the thing is, yeah. I usually like to have the, the later <laughs> by, you know, at the end of the season. But last thing I'll say, Joe, like I said before, this team is going in the right direction because we got Joe Douglas and Robert Sala in the building. All gas, no that's break. Right. Let's go. All, let's go, Steve. You know. <laughs> All right, salute to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Good night, man. Bye-bye. All right, Steve, listen. Steve calls in with the fire. He calls in with the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. Call in. If you're watching me, no matter where you're watching me from, please give my streams a thumbs up or hearts or whatever it is, wherever platform you're watching me on. And please subscribe to my stream. Give me a follow. Turn on your notifications as well so that when I post content and when we're doing live stream, you folks will be in the know. You'll see it. You can come in, join, you know what I'm saying? So please, please, please. And, again, hit the Super Chat. Donate if you can. Uh, if you don't want to hit the Super Chat, you want to hit the Cash App, please do that as well. Cash App is on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Do what you feel. But, again, I greatly appreciate everybody that's watching. You folks are the greatest. We're going to keep getting to these lines, though. But I gotta, I'm going to go to the uh, to my savages in the chat, man, because they're going off. Bill Jones right now in the chat salute to Bill. Bill says temper expectations for sure, but we got Buffalo week 18 likely versus their backup. Could that be a W? It could be. We'll see. You know, again, the Bills are going to – I think they're going to be in a fight as well. Our division has gotten so good. The Dolphins are really putting things together as well. They look like a team that could contend as well to, you know, take the AFC East. So we'll see where we're in the fight, but – I'm telling you, for a lot of people thinking that the Jets are just going to walk into a playoff spot, I think that's tough, man. That's really, really tough. NY Jets SL, again, salute to him. 
he says our cornerback position will be bolstered by our pass rush. That that could I could see that. I could see, you know, our cornerbacks, you know, really being able to go out there and play confident, fast and loose and not be, you know, have so much of a load on them because our pass rush is gonna get to people. But let me tell you something, we play some really good football teams. What happens when we're not able to get to guys? Like again, the Titans. The Titans are a really good football team. They protect very, very well. We still gotta have those guys back there. And even some games where, you know, our pass rush was working here and there, it was just like our corners were still getting burned from time to time. So we'll see what happens. You know, our cornerbacks could be could look way better than they are because we have a very solid pass rush. But I, I just, for me, bless Austin, big-time question mark, big-time question mark. Even Hall, I really like Hall as well. I don't know if he's a number one or two yet, but, you know what I'm saying, we'll, we'll see more out of him as well this season. Tuke, salute to Tuke. Tuke in the chat says, kill the same old Jets narrative. There's literally no reason to believe that we're a mess other than the stuff that ain't relevant to this regime. Absolutely. Um, I hear a lot of Jets fans that still, you know, kind of doom and gloom mode, but we're turning things around. This is a different time. This is a different day. This football team's headed in the right direction. We're not all the way complete yet. We're still trying to figure things out. We're, we're still trying to round up, you know, our, our, our rebuild because that's what we're in. We are in a rebuild. But, you know, we're putting things together, and I like our direction. We got Sulla. We got Joe Douglas at the helm. LaFleur's in the building. We just drafted Zach Wilson. We got Elijah Moore. We got Vera Tucker in the building. The Jets are, we're on our way. Yeah, we're on our way. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. We're going to go to lines again. I'm going to go to 848-848. I think this is my guy, Anthony, man. I think this is my dude, Anthony. Salute to you, Anthony. Uh, this is you calling in. Give me your thoughts about what we're hearing with Marcus May, man. There's a lot of people looking at the situation saying uh, they don't they don't want him to re- be resigned. They don't want him to bring him back. What are your thoughts about that situation, Anthony? Boy, so what's up, Joe? And it is Anthony, by the way. And I'm going to be back on here tonight. Absolutely. Thank um, you again. Thank you for calling in, my friend. What are your thoughts about Marcus May contract situation? Um, I think they're gonna get it done, man. Like I've been saying this for a few months. Like this is a guy you need. You need. You need to find a way to bring this guy back on like a long term deal. This is this guy is one of the leaders on the team, dude. This is just one of those guys you must sign a contract to. Yeah. So for you, what what exactly would be like, you know, your threshold? What what would be the number that it's like? Okay, look, this is the most I'm gonna give you. If you don't want to take this, I'm ready to move on. What's the number the, that the most that I'll, the most I'll give him per year. the most I'll give him is like ten million a year. I'm not Ooh, really okay. I, I'm not really looking to give him more than that. Like I give him. Okay. Like, what, if, what if what if what if you he says, it. "Listen, give me give me eleven million, give me eleven million per year, and you got me." Are you willing to go there? I yeah, I actually am. I actually am. It's only one more million to ten. Yeah, I'm actually fine going there. Okay. To be honest, I okay. really am. Okay, okay, yeah, you know, and and I and I talk to people. That's where I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable eleven or twelve. I'd even budge for the thirteen. I'd do that because I think he's a great yeah. player. And yeah. again, I think it's all about keeping good players in green. In green, <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's so so many yeah. players that we can go back. You know, even even the Revis stuff. You know, not just not being able to keep players jets for their yeah. entire careers. Yeah. You know, you want to yep. keep guys their entire careers as much as possible. So, but if someone's you know, name is going to be good like this for a while, though. Saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, what I, what I was saying was, like, May, I know May's, like, still pretty young. I'm just saying, like, you have to realize this. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we're going to have him for at least – we should have him for at least three to four more years. 
But I'm just saying, like, yeah. guys like this won't last that long, though. Yeah. Playing like this. Yeah. I'm talking, yeah. we're, we're you talking know, I, safeties here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, he's a great cover safety. I definitely think that, you know, again, his skill set, what he brings to the table, you know, he, he can be a Jet for the rest of his career. You know, just the things that I he know, does out there really and, and, the, really and the leadership ability as well, all that stuff, man, I think that this guy, we, we've got to do what we yeah. can to keep Marcus Miller. We've got to do So when you look at this situation, Anthony, and you look at our roster, man, you know, we just talked about Marcus May. Hopefully we get a deal done with him. What are your other concerns about this roster as far as the talent-wise? What positions are you looking at and you say to yourself, uh, I still some question marks there, still still a concern for me? The one position that's still a big question mark for me is the cornerback position. That's just one big concern. Obviously you got guys like Bryce Hall, Bless Austin, Jalen Gayetree, but like the, the, those three guys are just big question marks. I think the best thing we can do is go out and like sign a Steven Nelson or something like that. Mm-hmm. What about Richard Sherman? What do you talk about bringing him oh, at the corner? I'm all in on Rich. I'm all in on Richard Sherman. Dude. I'm just not 100 percent sure if he's gonna want to come to this. Maybe since like you know he's 33 years old, he's getting old a little bit. And maybe it, I understand, dude, the him and Salo rela- um, relationship. But, like, I have a feeling, dude, he's just going to want to go somewhere else and just try to win another ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean. I think Steven Nelson's more realistic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about Brian Poole? Because I'm a big guy. I'm bringing back Poole. I am a big guy. We can Brian do that Poole as well. Too, I, don't know, I, I don't know how likely it is we bring him back. I really hope we bring him back. But I'm not, yeah. I don't know, dude. I really don't know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough, but like you said as well, I think that cornerback position, I, I would like to see it addressed as well. And we've, we've brought in some guys, too. Of course, we drafted some guys as well, Eccles, you know, yeah. Michael Carter, all these guys, you know, are being brought in. But it's still some questions, you know, who's going to be our slot yep. guy? Is, it, are, yep, is anybody exactly. really sold about Bless Austin being a number one? I know some people that question Hall as number two. You, you talked about it as well. There's some questions there, so we'll see. But I think there's still some veteran guys out there. And you, you brought some of those guys up. Nelson, we talked about Sherman, Poole, some guys that we can bring in that will really help bolster this cornerback position, especially if it's, even if it's just for this year, allowing these young guys to get their footing under themselves and then moving on, you know, and allowing the young guys to really thrive next year. But what about the backup QB position? How do you feel about that situation, man? Mm, my opinion, dude, so you need a guy that's going to be able to mentor Zach Wilson, dude, and just make him the quarterback we want him to be. I'm talking guy, a guy like Brian Hoyer and Nick Mullins, maybe. Especially Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is a guy that knows the system, dude. So you can teach him everything mm-hmm. about the system, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'm hoping they get that done, man. I'm hoping they can bring a guy in get him signed, and like you said as well, helps mentor. And not, it's not just about the mentoring fact, a factor for me. Yeah. I know that that's important for a lot of people, but it's also about what happens if Zach Wilson goes down. Because as much as, you know, exactly, yeah, salute, exactly, to, exactly. salute to James Morgan. Yeah, salute to James Morgan because he's going off in the chat. I know he's bringing undoubted fire. I understand it. But at the end of the day, we've never seen him on the field. You know, do you exactly. trust White on the field? And there's just so many questions. It's like, can we get a veteran yeah, guy with a veteran hand? Can we get a veteran guy with a veteran hand and bring him in to help us, you know, stay afloat? Maybe Zach misses one game or two games. We can get a veteran hand to help the team stay afloat, and nothing will go bad. You know, say outside of just the mentoring, yeah. you know, aspect. So, you know, that's big as well. I mean, you're bringing the fire right now. I really like this call from. <laughs> 
I'm feeling it, dude. So now I want to talk to you about the schedule, Anthony. I got to talk to you about the yep. schedule, man. Listen, week one, Panthers, Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson. <laughs> How are you oh, feeling I'm good. about that, man? <laughs> Listen, okay, so, like, all right, now, before Zach will – before I became a big – before I became a big fan of Zach Wilson, dude, before we even drafted, I was a big Sam fan, dude. This is the first time okay. we're going to be playing against him. It's going to be really, really yep. weird, man. Listen to me. Other than this game, dude, I'm rooting for him. Other than this game, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I want him to throw an interception against us, dude. I want to beat him, dude. Yeah, no, look, I, I, and I get it. And like you said, it, it's going to be weird to see him in that jersey, especially, you know, across from us doing his thing, but I just I see it coming, man. If he lights us up or they blow us out, can you already see that the the just the clickbait titles, the 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 fan base erupting, the 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 media erupting, and just coming down on the New York Jets and just completely destroying? I think destroying. that would, just, you already would see just that. be over like overreacting so much. Like listen to me, if we lose that game, dude, it's one game, dude. It's Zach Will, listen to me, man. It's Zach Wilson's NFL debut and Robert Sala's coaching debut, dude. Like. If we lose that game, dude, people – I don't want to hear people scream and yell, dude, and say Zach Wilson's a bust and all that kind of stuff. But listen, if we lose the game, it's one game, dude. Like, Yeah, you're, you're right. You're completely right. And I'm right there with you, Anthony, but you know there's some people in this fan base that are going to be like, this is the reason we shouldn't have let Sam go. No, I'm not. And, you know, I'm not that, but I'm not that fan. Yeah, yeah, I respect it. I respect that. I respect that. You know, but I'm telling you, I can see it happening already. When you look at the situation on the schedule as well, though, what are your thoughts about us playing the Falcons in London, man? I'm, I'm liking that, man. 9.30 game in the morning, I'm excited for that game. That's one game I'm really excited for this season. I actually saw it mm. coming, realizing, like, I've been hearing this for, but like, before the schedule even came out. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. We haven't played in London since 2015, and we, ended up, we won that game back in 2015 against the Miami Dolphins. So, I think it's going to be mm. fun. How do you feel about the early week six bye? I know there's people that have concerns about that. You know what I'm saying? If we if we get any injuries, yeah, especially this, you know a little bit later on in the season, we're just gonna have yeah. to deal with it. But what are your thoughts about our bye being in week six? Um, I like a lot, I heard a lot of people say this. they they wish it was a little later than week six. I can I understand, but guess what, man? It is what it is, man. I'm not so concerned. I know, like I'm kind of mad, but I'm not gonna get so mad that our bye yeah. is week six just. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me, though. Yeah. So when you look at the schedule, this is my last question for you, Anthony, before I let you go, man. You've had a great call. When you look at the schedule, don't you think that our coaching this year is going to be extremely tested by a lot of the teams that we're going to play? Isn't coaching going to be highlighted for this season? Absolutely. Like, if you look at this this schedule, dude, I guarantee you this coaching staff can really sneak up some wins this year, man. Like, there's a lot of winnable games on this schedule, dude. I think the team's going to be playing their asses off and all this and all this, man. I'm really excited for this year. I think this team could win six to eight games. I'm not trying to sound biased at all. I'm just saying, like, I really think this team could win six to eight games this year, man. If you just look at the schedule, man, there's a lot of winnable games on that schedule. Okay, look, and I respect. Listen, Anthony, this was a heck of a call. Give him a hand, y'all. like what you brought to the table to, tonight, my man. You really had a great call. Listen, I got to let you go. Got to get back to the – yeah, absolutely. I got to get back to these lines. Um, again, salute to you. Thank you for calling in. You have a good night, my friend. 
You too, Joe. Talk to you next time. All right. Talk to you. Listen, Anthony calling in with the fire. Salute to everybody, man. Salute to everybody. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Please call in. We're taking calls. We're talking to everybody. We're discussing Jets football. We're talking about it all. You know, salute to all my savages in the cla- in the chat. You know, Clancy Doyle, my guy James, you know, Man Dude 11, Frank, everybody, man. Bill Jones, NY Jets FL. Salute to everybody in the chat. Wherever you're watching me from, please, again, give my stream a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, subscribe as well if you haven't. Turn on your notifications so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You know what I mean? If you want to hit the super chat, please do. If you don't feel like hitting the super chat, but you want to hit me on my cash app, my cash app is on the screen. Go ahead and, you know, give me whatever you like. You know, donations are greatly appreciated. Salute again to the chat. Kevin Ramos in the chat, salute to him, says, I'm going, he, he thinks we're going 7 and 10 this year. Anything better than that is a bonus. Okay. I salute to, salute to you, Kevin. Salute to you, Kevin. Again, I know there's a lot of people out there talking playoffs, okay? They're talking playoffs. A lot of people saying the Jets should easily make the playoffs this year. I don't know about that. You know, NYJ today, salute to you as well. All you got to do to call in NYJ is call 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in, and we'll be talking to you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get back to these lines. I'm going to my guy, 914 914- 914, we're coming directly to you. Man, what a night. We've had a bunch of calls. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts about people that are saying, hey, we should just walk away from Marcus May if he doesn't want to take a, you know, the deal we're interested in, in giving him this year. You know, he, he didn't take it. We had to franchise him. Next year we should just move on for him and not re-sign him. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I think we definitely got to try to sign him. Like, obviously, don't go too ridiculous, but do your best to try to sign him. Okay. For you, what is the number that, you know, you'd like to see him at on a yearly basis? Like, what is what is, what is the number? What is the Probably max like you're most, have said, you know, around that 11 range, maybe 11.5. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And when you look at this roster, man, there's some question marks here. I think there's still some issues. When I look at it, I say, oh, there's some holes here and there. What are your thoughts? What are you when you look at this roster? What are the holes that you see? What positions are you still concerned about? Well, obviously the backup quarterback. Yeah, I'd like some help with. I like some help in the secondary. You know, I think most of it at this point can just wait. Most of it can just wait till next year because, you know, look, this team is more going to be competitive, but at best they're going to be a fringe playoff team. Probably not going to go far. So there's no mm. real point in trying to really sign all these, like just try to flood the team with talent because you're still building it and you don't want to, you don't want to get yourself in a messy cap situation. Yeah, you know, look, and I hear you there, but I look at the situation. You kind of brought up a position as well. I see my, I see, uh, you know, I look at the the cornerback position, and I say to myself, why not bring in a guy like Richard Sherman? Or bring back a guy like Poole. Again, you don't have to overpay for these guys, dramatically overpay. But if you can bring one of those guys in for maybe a year, especially like Richard Sherman, one-year, two-year deal, why not do that? And I don't think you'd have to drastically overspend. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think, um, I think uh, Sherman wants to go to a competitor. And for some reason, I just don't think they want Poole just because 
I just don't think he fits what they're doing. You gotta remember that Ulbricht was with him in Atlanta when they let him go. So, I mean, there's a reason probably why they haven't re-signed him. Yeah, but what, what about a guy like Sherman? I mean, Sherman is a guy that has a long history with Sulla. Like, um, you know. Well, if you remember what Sherman said, like in his in his comments, he said he he wants a competitor, he wants to stay on the West Coast, and he wants to go to a competitor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I yeah, but, like you know I think at this point, like I think those are his preferences. So I mean, in, until like he's got nowhere else left to go, then I'd probably try to make a push at him. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, and like like you said as well, I've heard, you know, I heard that. But again, when once those doors start closing, you know, unless you just don't want to play at all, I think he's a guy that we should just keep in our peripheral, a guy that we should keep our eye on, you know, to see if we can bring him in because I think he would do some good here. Again, I don't think he's like our cornerback of the future. We shouldn't be looking to keep that guy for the next, you know, ten years. But one or two years, I think he would be a solid signing for us. Now, when we speak about signings, I want to talk to you about some of these undrafted guys that we signed. I'm looking at, you know, the list there, especially when you look at a guy like Isaiah Dunn, you look at a guy like Kenny Yaboa. I think yeah. that there's a chance some of these undrafted guys could maybe crack the starting line. What are your thoughts about that? I think so. I definitely agree. I think that they're going to definitely have the opportunity. You know, um, especially someone, especially a guy like Yaboa, he probably should have gone earlier. He probably should have been drafted. Yeah. Amazing they didn't, you know. Then mm-hmm. again, you know, like I said, it's probably due to COVID and everything, you know, limiting the time that people had to study, you know, limiting the game, limiting all this. Yeah. And I think, I think because of that, a lot of these guys fell out of, fell, fell down because of that. So I feel like he'll mm-hmm. definitely be one of those players that's going to surprise people. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he can as well. And again, you look at our tight end position. It's open because I know you love Chris Herndon. You know, I, I know that they already – you're part of the Herndon Hive, and you already – you know, you're ready to come for me. I what more do you want from me? You know, well, I, I already know I you're feel, coming I, from I, me. Well, look, let's be honest. Let's Go be honest. He's on, it's the last year of his rookie contract. It's, I mean, it doesn't hurt to keep him on the roster at this point. You know what? If he bounces back, then give him, just give him another chance under a, a proper coaching staff. Because, I mean, could yeah, you really trust yeah. the offensive mind of Jeremy Bates, Adam Gase, and Dowell Loggins? Well, yeah, I mean, look, and I hear you, but there was more issues than that. When he finally did, you know what, throwing the ball, I saw a lot of drops and critical fumbles as well. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but do I think that Chris Herndon is a guy that you can, you know, really count on as far as when the Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no, hell to the no. No, 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 no. You know, well, so, it, it, look, you know, in the I, end of the day, he's, in the end of the day, he's still a solid blocker. <laughs> okay, I mean, he did, he did a lot of that. He was a, you know, a decent blocker, but you know, being a tight end is not just just blocking. You know, he's got well, to nowadays. Nowadays, most teams, nowadays most teams have a two tight end set where that look. Most teams have a a primary receiving tight end and a primary blocking mm-hmm. tight end. It, it's very yeah. hard to find a tight end these days who excels in both areas. So, and yeah, then, you know, it doesn't I mean, have to be the start. It doesn't have to be the number one tight end. You could still keep him as like that, as that second tight end. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll, look, we'll see. You just gotta, he's gotta be able to catch the football and he's gotta be able to hold on to it when he finally does get it. So that's my big thing. But again, your boy is a guy that I think can really push him 
and especially, again, with Croft being brought in too, this tight end position I think is wide open. And I think Dunn as well in that cornerback position, they paid him a ton of money. He's supposed to be the highest-paid undrafted free agent corner, I believe. Uh, there's got to be a reason why they did that. You look at this situation, that cornerback position I think is open too. We just talked about Sherman and Poole and bringing those guys in. Honestly, after Bless Austin, who is not that good, um, and Hall, everything else is question marks. Of course, we got Michael Carter the second year, Eccles. We brought some other guys in too, but that that slot position is open. And some people really don't like Bless Austin as a number one. I don't. I don't think he's a number one. And you know, we'll see what Hall pans out. So there are some guys I think that can make some impact if they really step in and play solidly. But when you look at this situation as well here. And I'm looking at it. I want to talk to you about this schedule, man. Whoa. <laughs> Week one at Carolina. What are your thoughts about that, my friend? Honestly, I, I don't mind it. You know, Carolina, is a, they're still a building team. They're still a team that's a work in progress. Their O-line is sketchy. And you probably got a good chance Darnold doesn't get all of his kinks worked out by then. You have a good chance of winning that game. I mean, then, well, and then yeah. of course... And then, of course, obviously, I know you're going to mention the Week 2 game against the Patriots, but honestly, I'm glad we get the Patriots early. Cause here, I'm going to give you their win percentage by month over the last 20 years. September, 714. October, 797. November, 732. December, 807. What does that tell you? Are you saying that they're bad early? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, their lowest win percentage is in the month of September. So to get them yeah. at home for the home opener in September, which is statistically their weakest month, gives you the best probability of winning, especially with look, a team that's I, having a lot of turnover. And I understand that, but when you look at, you know, our record against the Patriots <laughs> these last years, Joe hadn't pulled that up. They've dominated. Not, they've, they've dominated the division, too. You know, I get the stats. Yeah, but you also got to remember, but, that was tough. You also got to remember that yeah, was look, Tom Brady and company. Well, they beat us. Well, they beat us last year with Cam. They beat us last year with Cam too. And then when you look at what the Patriots are bringing to that's, the table, hell yeah, that's they all beat up. I, this I, is not. Hold on, hold on a second. This, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is not last year's team. Like they went and got weapons. They went and got Hunter Henry. They went and got Johnu Smith. You know, Mac Jones is sitting on the bench. We don't know what, if he's going to be a starter or not. But they went and retooled. And then also, you got to look at where we stand too. Uh, we're a team that's coming in with a rookie quarterback, and Belichick is known for dissecting rookie quarterbacks. He's known for dissecting young quarterbacks, period. If you are not properly prepared against Belichick, you'll get destroyed, and we've seen it. I'm not saying Look, that we're not going to be properly prepared. Go ahead. I'm just saying this, this, this is not the same team that scares you. And look, like yeah. the other thing, they got, hey, here's the thing. You're right. You're right. They got a lot of new players. There's probably a good chance that they're not – like, the chemistry between them is not going to be as strong as in week two as it will be in, let's say, we week, what is it, week seven when we play them? Well, yeah, 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 we play them again. Yeah, yeah, we, we play them again like in week said, seven, but go ahead. The chemistry, like I said, they're, they're not going to be as in sync as they are then as, as they are later in the season. So you want to get them early when they're, like I said, they're weakest, and then – I love the fact that of our first eight games, we only have one playoff team. That's, that's very favorable. We have back-to-back. You know, we don't have any back-to-back road games. And then we end the season with all the warm-weather teams. 
in at home. So you got the Jags at home, you got the Saints at home, you got the Bucks at home. Those teams are notorious for poor performances in the cold. And like I said, you get this, the Bucks at the end of the year where they're probably not even trying. Same with the Bills. Well, I, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see there. I, I just, you know, again, I, and I'm not, you know, I can't stand the Patriots. I think I cannot stand that football team. But I'm just saying we got to be prepared because that team's tough, and and that's what oh, no, of I course, want to talk of course, to you about prepared, as well. Of course, like I said, yeah, I, like I said, th- if and you that's that's what I want to talk to you about as well. Yeah, you want to play them at their worst, but again, that Patriots team is known for being well coached. The Patriots have literally built a dynasty off of being well coached. They've been able to get players. Hell, we've thrown away players. Look at what Danny Woodhead did here with us. We tossed them away, and look what he did over there. They they're known for taking players that no one gives a damn about. That, that feel like that are washed up or they're just not good enough and being able to have them come in and produce. Hell, there's players that have, that, that have grown in the Patriots system, left, been terrible, and then came back and looked like the same player that they were with the Patriots before they left. <laughs> looked just as yeah, good then, before they left. You know, so I'm just saying. And then there I'm are guys saying, like Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> yeah, he came there in his later year. But when you look at the situation and the schedule, uh, and you talked about it. There's some teams, man. You look at the we, again. We got the you know the Panthers early. We got the Titans, which is a tough football team. The Colts, are a tough football team. The Bills, the Saints, the the Bucks. All these great teams. You know how highlighted do you think coaching is going to be this year for us? Because we got a young team, and so you got to make sure that these guys are prepared on a weekly basis. How highlighted do you think our coaching uh, our coaching ability will be this season? I think it'll be fairly highlighted. I think. Well, I think that the, I think this is a staff that's going to make sure they're always prepared. This is a, I don't feel like this is the kind of staff that's going to sleep on anybody. They're not going to mm-hmm. rest on their laurels. They're going to work. They're going to make sure everybody's prepared. They'll rest guys when they got to, you know, they'll make sure everybody is prepared. They'll make sure everybody, they'll make sure they don't overwork anybody. They'll make sure they do yeah. everything that they can, that everybody's ready and healthy when it comes time to play. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that we can see that because, again, we've seen in the past, and I'm not saying that this is who he's going to be, but we've seen where our coaches have struggled in the past. Todd Bowles was notorious. He'd come out on the road, and the teams would just be flat. You know, Adam Gates could never have this team prepared the way that he should be. So there's big issues, and I think especially this year, with as many young players as we have, that is going to be highlighted and tested. We're going to see what our coaching staff is really about on a weekly basis, because I don't think when I look at the schedule, I don't see any like sleeper teams. I think we have to be prepared, especially with the talent that we have. So my final question well, maybe is, the Texans. is well, maybe yeah, the well, okay. Texans. I mean, yeah, the, the Texans are they're a pretty bad football team. I ain't gonna lie about that, but they've you know, surpassed we'll the most dysfunctional franchise <laughs> in football. Ooh, ooh, yes, quite dysfunctional. You know what's crazy? No one talks about it. <laughs> no one talks about it as much as they should. If it was the Jets, it'd be it'd lead. Sports Center or any of these, you know, shows. Oh no, you know, they would never Houston is cursed. The, yeah. the, the city of Houston is cursed with sports teams. Yeah. So Ever my final question before I let you go. Yeah, my final question before I let you go is, what are your thoughts about our Week Six bye? Well, you want to know what? That's probably good because that the jet lag from going international can be a can be really brutal on a team. So mm-hmm. you know. It's probably good. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to get the buy later, but there was no other choice. They had to give him the buy after the after the international game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be tough, man. We'll see. Especially again, early buy. We get injuries down the stretch. It's going to be 
Woo, it's going to be a tough road. But listen, man, I want to thank you for calling in. I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, all right? All right, you too, man. All right, have a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Next, we're going to my guy. I believe this is my guy, Jimmy, man. I think this is my guy, Jimmy, on the line. This is Jimmy. Salute to you, my friend. Jimmy, man, give me your thoughts about this schedule, my friend. How are you feeling about this situation? Panthers week one. We got Patriots week two. We're playing, you know, in London with the Falcons. What are your thoughts about this, man? I think it's great. Five one eight. Oh, go ahead. Hey, Joe. Hey, LBJ. How you doing? What's going on, my man? Doing what are your thoughts about the schedule, my friend? Well, I uh, yesterday morning when I saw what was going on, I'm living in North Myrtle Beach. I'm three hours from Charlotte. I already bought my ticket to the game. I'm going to go see uh, the first game of the season. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Now, listen, Jimmy. You already know uh, Darnold's on that squad. We trade him. It's drama, drama, drama. What are your thoughts, my man? Like, you already see it coming, Jimmy. You know that if we lose that game or get blown out, you know that they're going to crush us. You know that, right? It's all going to be all water under the bridge because eventually this year is this year is getting everybody together. This is bringing the mm-hmm. band back and you're tuning up right now. You're not in front of the big stage. Next year, mm-hmm. after our we got 11 draft picks, we're going to fine-tune yeah. everything. We're going to get the players okay. we need. We have a lot of guys right now. All of, a lot of free agents are on one-year deals. We got to see what this draft class is going to do to replace them for next year, and then we replace yeah. what we need next year. I think Joe yeah. did a decent job. I don't know. I'm uh, all the draft picks. You know, when they were like everybody else is saying, when they came up, you know, there's three safeties in a row. It's like, what the heck is going on? And, but then you find out that they're <laughs> cornerbacks and they're linebackers and they're hybrids. So you know it we got to see what happens. And I think our coaching staff is going to get the most out of everybody. So it's not going to be like last year when nobody really, you know, plus yeah, we have uh, this new Atlantic Health Center also. So all these yeah. doctors and everything else are going to get these, these guys trained better. And if they're hurt, they're going to re, uh, get repaired quicker. So I think uh, yeah. it's not going to be like last year at all when we had that massive turnover of wide receivers. Nobody was on the field. And, you know, I mean, crazy yeah so my next question for you jimmy is when you look at this situation what when you look at this roster because you talk about joe douglas doing his best what do you think are still some of the holes in this roster what positions do you look at and still have question marks about uh you know he brought in a couple of tackles and everything else for the line and i i I love the line and when he made avt that 14 pick oh my god Mm -hmm. uh, it's better than being with a woman but anyway, uh, it was just incredible. We got the line. Now we got to get that right side. If these guys can actually, you know, fill the position and, you know, not become like a Feeney, the worst uh, guard in the past three years and everything else. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. But uh, yeah. I think who he picked, he a reason for picking up. So yeah. I think he's yeah. going to try to get it. He did play James Morgan just as a backup quarterback because that yeah. was asked upon you know, whether he's going to get a backup, you know, who's going to, uh, who's going to be the veteran. And he, he yeah. asked about James Morgan and said, yeah, he's not ready yet, but he's, he's great. He's got a good arm and everything else, blah, blah, blah. 
but yeah. we need somebody there. Yeah, I'm, but I do feel like yeah. right now, you know, cornerback and linebacker, I feel are our deepest positions that we need to – not deepest position, the positions we need to get fixed fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm right there with you. I look at the situation, especially with the cornerback position, and I say to myself, man, there's some question marks there. When you look at the situation, bless Austin, big question mark for me. That slot position, big mm-hmm. question mark for me. Honestly, after we really only kind of have the first, the number one and number two maybe panned out, but after that, it's big question mark. So you're speaking facts there, Jamie. So my final question for you is, what do you say to those people that are saying, hey, we shouldn't even try to resign Marcus May? He's on a franchise deal. You know, let's just move on from them next season. How do you feel about that, those, those fans that are saying that? I disagree. The man mm. who's been in the top ten, the top six, whatever it is, for uh, safeties, no. You, just yeah. like Joe, uh, Robert Salas said in his press conference, you come here, mm-hmm. you produce, we're going to make you get paid. Well, if he yeah. doesn't get paid, then Robert Salas' word is no good. Okay. Yeah. Now, if he wants sixteen million a year, no, then you know nobody's going to pay him that. Buda Baker's making what up of up of fourteen, almost fifteen. I'd say yeah. give the man thirteen and a half to fourteen a mil a year. Mm. Give him another okay. give him a three year deal at thirteen. You oh. got one of the yeah. best. Let's go, Jimmy. Keep talking, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I like you, what you bring you, to the table, just like you said. You pay them, and yeah. you show you could produce. You you become one of the best. You're going to get your money. Well, put your money yeah. where your mouth is, Robert. And I love Robert. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but yeah. you know now that that's something that you're going to have to back up. So yeah. and may absolutely. prove that he's the man in the in the, as a safety. Absolutely. So yeah, he absolutely did, Jeremy. You're bringing nothing but facts. But I got to get back to the rest of these calls, my man. This was a fire call from you. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, I want to hear from you more often, my friend. All right. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from it. you. All right. You absolutely. Got it, you you have a good it, one. Right? Listen, Jimmy, calling in with the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines. We're coming towards the end of the show, so please get your takes in quickly. I'm going to my guy Chris, and then I think this is Bill. After that, we'll get to him. So, Chris. Come on in, my friend. I want you to give me. First off, I want to thank you for calling in. Second off, I want to give. I want you to give me your thoughts on this Jets schedule, man. How are you feeling about us matching up with the Panthers week one? I'm feeling good, man. I think that the team's going to do well. I think that Robert Salas is going to get these guys to play hard, and you know that's something that the last coach didn't do. Mm, that's facts. That's facts. What are your thoughts about us playing the Falcons in London? Ah, uh, you know, I, I I like this defense. I like, I, I mean, I, I don't like, I don't like playing in. I mean, it's getting up yeah. early. I mean, it benefits us because you know we're New York and London. It's like six hours different. So you know, down yeah. down south. But you know, um, I look at the team, man. I, you know, I, I mean, unlike me, I have confidence. I think this team's going to be a hundred percent better just because Adam Gates is not around. You know, yeah. and that yeah. coaching staff was a disaster. Okay. And Robert Zala is going to get the best out of his his players. He's going to make these yeah. guys overachieve. And I think that, you know, NFL is 90% coaching. Temp- yeah. you know, I think most of yeah. these guys are on the same level, but the coaching is big. And getting these guys to buy in, you know, you see everybody's bought in, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're so, talking that I'm, talk right now. How are you feeling about Everybody's bought in, man. Buy, How are you feeling about the I mean, week six buy? That's a pretty early buy, man. If we get some some big injuries, we're gonna we're gonna have some issues down the stretch, no? 
Right, right. I, I think that, you know, the, the, this team, you know, as the last caller says, a young team, and I think that consistently playing through adversity is going to benefit the team. It's a young team. It's a rebuilding. We started from the one. But, I, you know, everybody's doom and gloom this team, man. There's, these guys are going to be playing like their hair on fire, man. I, I don't think people understand, like, Robert Sala, man. So, you know, like, Sam Donald better watch out. Oh, he's going to come. It might be the opposite <laughs> way around. It might be the opposite way around, man. And he might get okay. his ass kicked. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. My um, he might okay. he might he might get he might get put on his butt. You know. Okay. So I mean, okay. he could work the other way around too, man. Yeah. I, 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 Here we go. I hear you, man. I hear you. Here we go. You know, you're bringing a fire right now. So my final question for you is, what do you say to those people that are saying, listen? Marcus May, if you don't want to, you know, take the, the little deal we're trying to give you this year, we have to franchise you next year, we should move on from you. Are you a guy that looks at Marcus May and says, ah, we should just move on from him, we shouldn't try to resign him? Depending uh, on the price. You know, me mm-hmm. personally, I, I like Marcus May. I think he, 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 he should be here. You know, I think he's, mm-hmm. he's a great talent. But, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, you have health injuries. You have, you know, mm-hmm. things. So I think that, you know, um, a long-term contract would be great, but I mean, what did Marcus May get in the open market? I mean, he's he's, he's a, he, I mean, he, is he an elite safety, a free safety? He's good, but I wouldn't say he's uh, uh, Tyron Matthews or or anybody like that. I said he he can get 13, 13, 12, 13 million a year, but if he's trying to bank the bank, I said, you know, I'm saying see you later. I mean, I'm on, okay. I'm on, I'm 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 of I'm of the opinion like we should actually go after a guy like Earl Thomas. To be honest with you, because mm-hmm. that's a guy that I really like. That's been on the street, that's played with Robert Sala, that has the same kind of mentality, and he's hungry to get back in the game. And I, I like I really like Earl Thomas. I really like him. Yeah, yeah. Look, Chris, I, I hear you. I mean, Earl's a little old for my taste, but there's still guys out there I think can can you know we should move for as far as to fill out other positions. Yeah. But I really would like us to. You know, re-sign Marcus May. I really would. Again, at twelve to or eleven to twelve million for me is big. Thirteen million, you're pushing it, but I might do that. But I really do think that yeah. we should re-sign him. But listen, Chris, yeah, I want to thank you for calling is, in, my man. Thirteen million is good. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you for calling in, my man. I got to get to these lines. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, you have yourself a good night. Hi, brother. Thank you. All right. Listen, Chris calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. We're coming to the end of the show. Come in. Give your takes really quickly on the on the, on the the questions asked, man. I believe this is my guy, Bill, on the line. I believe this is my guy, Bill, calling in. Salute to you, Bill. I want to thank you for calling in. Give me your takes on this schedule, man. 2021 schedule released. Panthers week one. We got the Patriots week two. We got an early buy in week six. What are your thoughts on it? Hey, man. Thank you for having me on the show. And, uh, yeah, very excited. To see Sam Darnold, it's going to be interesting to see he surround himself with the weapons finally so he can put all that to rest really quickly for week one. Was it the Jets or was it Sam? So that's going to be an exciting game. The rest of the schedule, like you said, with this week six bye, it's a long season. You know, they added that extra week. You know, we'll see how that works out. Hopefully uh, there's depth. We can get, you know, get our guys rested. You know, we have the five receivers. Everyone's wondering we're going to keep uh, Crowder. I was thinking earlier. You know, maybe they trade Crowder, but now with the longer season, with this early buying, you know, you can hold on to them. We have some guys coming off injury, guys coming back from COVID to add depth. We're going to need all the depth we can get to make yeah. it through the season. So, you know, we're going to see how the – you mentioned coaching, see how the coaches can manage the process to make sure everyone stays healthy so we can see how competitive we are for the year. 
but uh, you know they're, yeah. they're going to have to rise to the occasion. Yeah, it, absolutely. So when you look at this Marcus May situation as well, I really want to get your takes on this quickly. What is the max uh, amount of per year you would give him, man, to keep him a Jet? What, what is what is the number that you would say? Listen, take this. This is the most I'm going to give you, or you know, we're walking away. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, from a dollar standpoint, I got to look at the numbers. I don't know what the numbers are at this point. I know that I did look at salaries before, and, you know, people don't realize we talk about paying a premium for your players. Safety is actually, compared to the average market for safeties, teams that do the best in the league playoff-wise pay their safeties more than market. So that's an important position. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on the field in terms of what you see, but teams value that because the, the teams in the playoffs are going to pay their their safety is above average. So that being said, uh, um, we take a look. The other aspect is that he, he came in with everyone's favorite guy, Jamal Adams. And I think the Adams market, <laughs> his, his salary, salary might set the mark, the Marcus May salary. So I'm not sure yeah. how that's going to, how that's going to look because, you know, th- there's some guys who have been paid some big numbers out there and May, when he stacks up, I don't think anyone could say he stacks up with some of the other guys out there getting paid uh, at the level mm-hmm. of the top safeties, and it's just going to be a matter of if the Jets feel he's that valuable to them. And they, uh, you know, Joe Douglas, he seems like the type of guy who will respectfully allow him to go ahead and test the market. And yeah. you know, when he comes back with the numbers out there, then maybe they'll make a deal. But I'd be surprised if after the tag, uh, you know, they work, to work a deal this year. And mm-hmm. I think that's a benefit for Marcus. Also, so Marcus got to blow up give his game this year. If he could show everyone that he's worth it, then he'll get his money either way from us or for someone else. But with the Jets bringing in, uh, you know, the second half of the draft was all secondary. So, you know, who knows what the thoughts are there in terms of those guys developing. But for Marcus Bay right yeah. now, I think the probably the move is going to be he's going to sit on um, the franchise money and Joe's going to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think as well, Bill. Listen, I got to get out of here, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in. You got to call in earlier, man. I really want to get your takes on multiple other things because you always bring some really good commentary and, and conversation to the table. Man, give him a hand, everybody. Give him a hand really quickly. I want to give him a hand. Thank you so much. Have a night. All right, Bill, listen, I want to thank you again for calling in, my friend. You have a good night, all right? All right, Bills. Again, salute to him. I want to thank him for calling in as well. Listen, man, it's coming towards the end of the show, folks. This has been quite a show, quite a show. Um, man, whew. we have some crazy takes in here, a lot of fire, a lot to talk about. Again, we're going to continue this show throughout the rest of the offseason on into the season. We're going to really dissect positions as well. That's going to be coming up. We're going to be talking to a lot of things, a lot of people. So, Again, I want to salute to everybody that called in. Salute to all the savages in the chat, every single one of y'all, New York Rangers, Clancy Doyle, everybody, you know what I'm saying? Salute to everybody. We even had an appearance from James Morgan. He called in and he brought the fire, you know what I'm saying? He wants to let everybody know he's serious business, all right? He wanted everybody to know he was serious business, so... I'm going to go ahead and close out the show, folks. All right? Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, 
search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. YoungJ000, that's three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on. I will have it on. Another USC guy fighting that fight, and he will fight on. This man is going to change the outlook for our offensive line, I'm telling you right now. But I will have my Beer Tucker jersey on, and I'll show you. No problems, all right? You can also follow the show as well at The Long Beach Joe, The Long Beach Joe on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and follow. I love going back and forth with folks, so just engage with me, people. I'm also on YouTube as well. I'm on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. That's where you see my live stream for the show. Uh, we also, you know, do other stuff. We game as well, have a lot of fun. So please subscribe, turn on your notifications, give my videos a thumbs up and comment. I love going back and forth. If you want to troll me in the comments there, no issues. I'll troll you right back. And as always, people, when you see me in person, all right, because you will see me in person eventually, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone, man. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing, especially in these times, man. We need to make sure that we're spreading the love around here. A lot of good things happening with this team. The Jets are in a different situation. We're in a different road, man. So it's all about free hugs. It's all about love. No matter what anybody tells you, they're lying. The hugs will remain free. So I want to thank you folks for listening. Thank you folks for watching. You folks have a good one. Peace. (laughs) 